Well, we were lucky enough to catch up with friend of the show, Aaron Goodwin. He performed in Steinbeck last year, Summer in the City, and he, just a fantastic, real down-to-earth guy. And uh, our conversation started with the fact that he was doing this interview, but he wasn't alone. I have my dogs in the truck with me, so <laughs> if you hear whining and barking, that's what's going on. All right, so it's not you whining and barking then? Correct. All right, what are your dogs' names? Olive and Telly. How long have you had them? They are four years old, I think. <laughs> That's uh, they're, they're siblings, so they don't. They've been with each other their whole lives. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Are they going to make an appearance in a music video down the road? You think? Oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, they're bigger stars than me on my Instagram. I know that. Doesn't is, doesn't that just tick you off a little bit that the pets are getting more likes than you? Oh man, you just work so hard, and then these cute little pets come along and just steal your thunder. Oh, Aaron, you're such a hoot, man. It's been a while since we've caught up. Uh, how how have you been dealing with everything that's been going on, man? You're such a social butterfly. What's it like being trapped in the cage? Um, well, you know, it's it's kind of, it's you know, in a way, you know, for my career, it's kind of been a blessing. I've spent a lot of time, um, uh, you know, talking with fans and communicating with them on social media. And, you know, it's not like I can say, like, um, oh, no, I'm busy right now. You know, like, everybody knows that nobody's doing anything. So it's really hard to convince people that, you know, you're, uh, you got nothing better to do. But I, I, um, I've, I've really enjoyed it, you know. I've, I felt like I've connected more with them now than I, than I have before, and it's kind of because of all this. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, man, your music career, it's really been taken off this last year since you were in Steinbeck. You did Summer in the City, and, and then uh, you've just done some really, really cool things. And your latest track, man, it's it's really taken off. Are you almost um, surprised at just the, the, the level of success that track's kind of brought you? Yeah, totally. It's uh, It's been such a crazy ride, you know. We've, we've uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, we're just picking up coffee, you know, just knocking, <laughs> you know me, just like doing nine things at once. I apologize. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it really has been. It's been amazing. And, and um, you know, I did a I did a video the other day where, you know, I forced myself to count how many top tens I have, and, and it, I can fill up a whole hand, which is incredible. I never, uh, I never dreamed, you know, when I was, uh, you know, just, growing up in spirit river alberta and playing my guitar to my mirror you know and i'm 12 years old that you know that it would that it would all kind of come to this you know years and years later so it's just it's we're we're having as much fun as we possibly can with it you know it's uh it's an amazing place to be and uh i'm very grateful aaron uh, as you get more into the business uh what's something as great What's something that's great, like you always thought it would be? And what's a what's upside of the music business that maybe doesn't live up to the hype that fans think think it maybe does? Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, you know, being able to play live, and obviously we haven't been able to do it, so maybe that, uh, you know, lately, which so maybe that's kind of why this is hitting home a little more. But it's it's when you're out in front of those fans and they're singing back all your songs um, that. Uh, I mean, there's truly no kind of replacement for that. You know, uh, it is such an amazing feeling, especially, you know, especially for me. I've I've written everything that I've recorded and put out, and so I think that how that holds even more merit in my eyes, just because I feel like it. It you know, it's I worked hard on those lyrics and I worked hard on 
writing all these songs that I write. And um, so when people sing them back, that's, that's probably the coolest thing in the world. Um, as far as the other side, you know, the, the thing that's really interesting, you know, that I think a lot of people forget about is that, you know, the music business um, is a business. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why there's the word business in there. And, and I think what that can do is it can kind of, you know, if you let it, it can kind of eat away at you that, um, you know, um, I believe that comparison and comparing yourself to anybody in no matter what you do, um, is like the devil, you know, it's just, it gets in, it seeps in and you, you start wondering why other people have what they have and it kind of takes the focus off what you have. And, um, um, and then that, uh, that all like business is all numbers and all that stuff. And, and it's just really important as an artist to just forget about that and, and, uh, you know, just keep doing what you do. And I feel like I've in the past, in, especially in the past few months, I've gotten really good at, um, uh, just being more focused on, on what it is that I'm trying to accomplish and, and the goals that I'm kind of going after and the things that I'm going after and just kind of not worry about what everybody else is doing. Aaron, uh, you know, just looking at, at some of the songs that you've released, you know, from Woman in Love to Lonely Drum, I, just those upbeat kind of party tunes, then you hit us hard with bars and churches, and, and that just makes it, uh, you know, you feel that on such a different level. And I think Good Old Bad Days kind of does both. Do you think that that's kind of the culmination of your earlier career and then the, the success you had with bars and churches? Are you kind of putting both hands together with Good Old Bad Days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the, the, what I love so much about Good Old Bad Days is it's really hard to write an upbeat, like, tempo, you know, show-starting song um, and still have it talk about... Um, you know, the hard times, you know, and I think that it's a reality for a lot of people. And, um, it's certainly a, re- a reality for me. You know, when I first moved to Nashville, um, I wasn't exactly a saint, you know, and, and I think a lot of that had to do with just trying to make it, you know, just trying to, uh, become, you know, well-known and, and whether that was being a songwriter or being an artist or just being anything. And, and so, you know, I kind of got lost there for a while. And, uh, you know, and if I hadn't met my wife, I, like I say this all the time, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have been in the light, so to speak. You know, I was in a lot of darkness and, um, and I think that kind of rings true with a lot of the music, you know, when you talk about bars and churches, you know, that's obviously a place that comes from, you know, more of a darker place, but, um, but I've always been a fan of that too. I've always, you know, um, I'm, I'm a fan of country music, you know, first and foremost. And, um, you know, prime country plays in my, uh, in my truck when I'm driving down the road. So, you know, I'm, I just love real country music and I think that that's where that comes from. So anytime you can kind of marry the two and, and have an upbeat, positive, you know, sing along song, um, that talks about the past. I mean, I, I that's right up my alley. I love that so much. Aaron, uh, who's harder to please, old school country fans or new school country fans? Those old old, <laughs> oh, old school are purists, and that's those a, the new school wants a, something fresh and in a hurry. Hey, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's really hard. You know, um, you know, it, which is you know, kind of goes back to what I said. It's just being you just have to be true to yourself, um, and you know what what it is that you want and what you're trying to achieve and and then i think i think at times like you know you're never going to make everybody happy and you know that's just kind of one of the cold hard truths of the world and um you know everybody is not going to love you everybody is not going to love what you do but um which is why i think it's that much more important to you know just 
true to yourself and write the songs that you want to write. And um, I continue to do that um, day in and day out. And, and I'm, I'm really just enjoying where I'm at right now. Aaron, in, uh, in southeastern Manitoba last year, we were lucky to see you on stage. So I'm really interested to, to hear your answer to this question. Is your onstage personality more energetic and entertaining than your at-home personality? Or have you started to kind of bring your onstage persona home with you? Oh, it, it definitely comes home. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I am all over the place, you know, 99% of the time. I can't really sit still. It's hard for me to write songs alone because I... I will literally start writing a song and then I'll like five minutes later, I'll be in the kitchen and I'm like, what am I doing in the kitchen? Like, how did I even get to the kitchen? So, uh, I have, you know, I generally have a lot of energy and, and, um, you know, my wife will tell you that it, it's definitely coming home, but I love, um, being on stage is, is actually, you know, you talking about home. It's, it's where I feel the most at home. Um, I, when I'm on stage, I just feel like that's, you know, where I'm meant to be. You, you write alone. Do you write in groups as well? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, you know, I've written, I've written with uh, people, you know, I've written four ways, you know, I've had four, I've written five ways, I've written six ways, you know. Uh, most of the time, it's one other person or two other, per, or two other people um, is kind of the formula that really works well for me, I think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've done a lot of, a lot of co-writing, you know, I've, I, I attribute a lot of my success to my co-writers. If I didn't, if I didn't have those guys in the room with me or girls, it's it would be a it would be really hard for me to get those songs out. So, Aaron, when you're writing with a group of people, do the best ideas just kind of float to the top, or is there a benefit to being the loudest voice in the room, or do you end up kind of coming across <laughs> like a salesperson? Yeah, that sounds like me. Um, yeah, I can tend I tend to be very loud. People don't like it when I write it pub companies because i bug everybody else but um but i don't really care um so that's their problem uh i'm kidding um <laughs> but uh you know it's uh, <laughs> it's you know it's the, the thing about writing songs i think you know for me the formula that kind of really worked for me is regardless of whether the song is for me uh or for someone else um, i always just try to write the best song in the room so you know whatever idea um I feel has the strongest um, appeal um, and is the most relatable is usually the one that, that I will write. Um, and then I'm also known to write this song out of left field, um, you know, hence, you know, Lonely Drum, um, you know, coming to fruition was just a product of somebody in the room saying, um, you know, I love this song because it just beats on that Lonely Drum. And I was like, what did you say? And, you know, like, so when I hear something quirky or really weird, I try to write that um, uh, just because I think those are kind of most of the times the songs that, that push through, whether you want them to or not, they just become, they just become something really special. So. Aaron, I have a couple more for you here. Um, you talked about counting your top tens and, and, and what that experience was like. Would you rather have a greatest hits album of 10, 11, 12 tracks, you know, that everybody knows the words to, or would you rather have that one iconic song that lasts through the generations and it, it almost defines a genre of music? Yeah. Uh, can I say both? Um, no, <laughs> uh, um, I think, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like for me, i I love the evolution, um, that artists go through. Um, and I love longevity 
you know, I think I'd rather continue to put out songs that, you know, people, um, you know, that people really respond to over and over and over again. And I think one of the things that, that, that I've loved so much about, um, where I'm at is it, is it seems like every time I put something else out, um, it's like a new piece of me and, um, people get, and people really like it, you know, they respond really well to it. So it's, it's, that process is really, really cool. So I would have to say like uh, hit after hit after hit, I think is, is awesome. And then maybe I'll end up on an iconic thing because of that. Aaron, uh, we're doing a, a fundraiser out here for our local arts center. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it goes to show the importance of, of teaching kids at a young age, you know, having, giving them an opportunity to get into different kind of art forms. When you think about when you were younger, can you just speak to the importance of being exposed to the arts when you were, when you were younger? Oh, it's, I mean, uh, it is huge. It's, it's amazing that you're doing that. Um, kudos to you guys for that. It's, uh, um, the, the thing about, you know, I was an ADD kid, ADHD kid growing up. I, I played hockey. I had a huge temper. Um, it didn't, didn't really seem like I could never really find something that, that, um, you know, a, a place to kind of, you know, put all my energy, you know, put everything into. And so when I found music, um, that, that was, uh, an amazing, uh, you know, that was an amazing place to land for me because I was always like, you know, causing trouble. And I always had, you know, uh, things that, you know, everybody was, everybody, nobody liked to work with me. It was, I was very hard to work with, you know, it was just, I was one of those kids that was just difficult to teach and, and didn't want to learn. And, and so, like I said, when I found music, I found a place to kind of put uh, a lot of that energy into and channel it. And I, so if you can have, you know, uh, any kind of organization that does that for kids, um, it, you know, uh, you're going to find a, like, you know, a lot of the misfits find a lot of, um, a lot to go to there. So I think that, I think that's amazing what you guys are doing. That's awesome. Aaron, before we get a sense of what uh, fans can expect from you in the next little bit, I got to ask this because again, just looking at the categories of songs and bars and churches and, and good old bad days, that is definitely one of my favorite songs on the radio right now. Uh, it made me think what song from your younger years or teenage years would you say defined that era of your life and, and did it influence you on the kind of person that you were? Yeah, I, I absolutely, I, totally, 100%. Um, I, uh, I feel like, man, it's so hard to like knock it down to just one because I, I went through a lot of different um, phases, but uh, I, I was, you know, I was a big, like early on I was a huge Brian White fan like huge Brian White fan. And then, you know, through the years I became like a big Tracy Bird fan and I became, um, you know, I, man, it's so hard. That's a tough question to not knock it down to one. But um, I, yeah, I don't even know if I could answer it. Uh, <laughs> let me see. What is my, well, I'm going to ask my wife. Do you mind if I ask my wife? No, I'm going to call a friend. Yeah, phone a I'm friend. I'm going to call a friend. All right. Hard question. She's looking at me like, ah. Well, it is. It's a big question because then it leads into: Do you think the music that we listen to now and the music that you release has that that kind of impact on people? Like, that's what artists. That's kind of an artist's responsibility, almost. I I think it is. It's and it's a huge responsibility, you know. And I I 
I don't, you know, I certainly don't take it lightly, you know. Um, I think one of the things with my music is I'm, I'm a big fan of redemption. I'm a big fan of, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, uh, you know, what your last name is. Um, you know, it's, it, what matters is that you, um, you know, you put one foot in front of the other and you try and go in the right direction and who knows, you might look up one day and be in a really good place. And I think that that, that's kind of, you know, I'm a big fan of, um, redemption songs and, and music about redemption but uh, there i had so many songs growing up that that were uh hugely you know i i loved a lot of love songs too which is probably why you know i was a big fan of chick flicks growing up you know and not afraid to say it um you got a favorite chick flick um, off the top of your head oh a cinderella story by far wow. come on see I hillary was... duff man yeah that's true wait, I, I, let me let me quote the movie all right because waiting for you <laughs> is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Huh. Come I, on. Of all the quotes I thought I would get out of Aaron Goodman, I don't think a Cinderella story <laughs> quote was on the list. One. No, but now I know. Well, if I ever want to get your attention, I'll just uh, start bringing up a Cinderella story stuff. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Uh, Aaron, before um, we you let know, you go. Songs, like, I love, I love, uh, before, before I let you go, because this is like my interview now. No, oh. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Dust on the Bottle was pretty huge. Um, uh, I want to say like something like that, Tim McGraw. Um, like those are some of the songs that I think, you know, really shape. But one of my favorite songs of all time was never a giant, giant hit. Uh, it was, I believe it was a top 20, but um, there's a song called Don't Ask Me How I Know and uh, by Bobby Pinson um, that is, you know, for to this day, like, I, I still try to write that song. You know, I still try to write a song like that. So um, there you go. I hope that helps. It does. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about that song and the amazing lyrics. And, and uh, you know, you, I do get a hint of how you write similar to that. You, you love being that storyteller, eh? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's, I think that's what country music is all about. It is for me. Um, and, you know, I, I love to, you know, I think of songs as delivering them. You know, not just singing them. So, um, in order to deliver something, you have to be able to tell a story. All right. So, what can fans maybe expect from you in the next couple of weeks or months? Are you going to be doing some some live videos? Uh, do you got some plans in, yeah, in the works? Got, yeah, we have a ton of live streams. Just you know, come follow us on uh, you know Facebook, Instagram. I'm also on TikTok now, so that's fun. Uh, Twitter, I'm on all of them, um, and I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm talking to a lot of. Um, anybody who messages me, I'm, I'm having conversations with to see how they're doing during these times. And, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a really interesting time in the world right now. And, and I just, I'm just taking it to capitalize and chat with fans. It's a lot of fun. So. Did you pay for the coffee or did you make your wife pay? Um, well, we have a joint account, so we both <laughs> paid for it. Did you get the dog? <laughs> did you get the dogs a treat too? Well, we tried, but this place didn't have any dog treats. So, oh, well, Aaron, usually it's... we stop at Starbucks and get him the pup cup. <laughs> it's been a real treat getting to talk to you again, my friend. I always appreciate you taking some time for us. Thank you so much, man. It's so good to talk to you. And stay safe up there.